Hello and welcome to Parapods, City of Parramatta Libraries podcast about libraries or reading, all things to do with books and libraries, of course. Uh, I'm Catherine and I want to introduce my colleagues Nissa and Yi. Hello. Hello. Um, look, today we are looking at the theme of ageing. Um, so we have a selection of books that we've read from different perspectives that look at this, um, I guess, um, issue in our society. We do have lots of baby boomers. So I thought, well, we thought it would be an interesting topic. Nessa, mm. you can um, explain which books we will be reviewing today. Yeah, so the first one we're going to have a look at is a work of fiction. It's called The Single Ladies of Jacaranda Retirement Village by Joanna Nell. And it's by, it was published by Hache, is it? Or Hatchet? How do you say it? Hache. Hache. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, And it was published in September 2018, followed by uh, a work of nonfiction called Fridays with My Folks, Stories of Aging, Illness and Life by Amal Awad. And that was published by Random House in February this year. Finally, we'll be looking at Women of a Certain Age, uh, which is a non-fiction work. And it was edited by Jodie Moffat, Maria Skoda and Susan Laura Sullivan, uh, published by Fremantle Press in 2018. All three of these books, interestingly enough, are Australian published. So it's a very Australian theme uh, that we've taken on ageing today. So, starting off with Ms. E, uh, you were going to review The Single Ladies of Jacaranda Retirement Village. I know you were recommending it to quite a lot of our colleagues. No, nearly everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It was the talk of the library, so tell us um, why. Yeah. It's about the story about a 79 and a half years old Peggy, her half year to 80s. Uh, life journey in her well-facilitated five-star modern retirement village. Their swimming pool library and auditorium, so it's a very posh retirement village. The story is set in a very leisured and not hurry pace, and the main character, Peggy, and the secondary characters such as Angie, Brian, and Jim are portrayed in details. Um, vividly and live on the stage in front of you. The picture Joannelle has painted with her refined words on how um, those people, for example, um, um, the elderly do their acquiescence is exactly I have witnessed in the in my uh, local swimming pool. Uh-huh. Um, but in a, in a very light, uh, funny way. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you for mean y- the aqua aerobics, yes, ladies and gentlemen do. Yeah, I've seen that. And um, the secrets of Peggy's life are revealed naturally along the story uh, developed. For years, Peggy uh, fell in love with this uh, retired. Uh, accountant mm-hmm. and he's very handsome and hot great like gas mark nine and for years she has been hiding other secrets until new well-dressed uh, super attractive resident her hiding um, uh, her her childhood friend Angie turned up 
Um, I really enjoy Peggy's witty psychological lines. Mm. Made me laugh a lot uh, mm. from beginning to the end. Um, oh, sorry, how old is Peggy, the character? She's 79 and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, I haven't read the book, so I think I would have yeah, that. But don't fool by the title because uh-huh. the whole story is, is just beautiful and make you laugh. And uh, if you think Peggy Angie's retirement life at all, lack of uh, vivacious mundane or infused with the uh, sadness and sorrow, then you are utterly wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, all Peggy and Angie want is independent, self-sufficient, and to be able to love and to be loved yeah. and get on with their uh, own health issues and savor every single moment in their lives. Mm-hmm. And health issues would not shorten their lives, their views, their joys, their love lives, and their friendships. So to them, today is a gift. That's why it's called present. They understand and respect their children's parenting style, but also they want to live the love in their own way to their grandchildren. Yeah. The book has addressed the very um, current social issues, Mm-hmm. So what our elderly are facing in current society, elderly's children are overprotective. Um, so seniors feel less independent. And our children project their views on elderly, for example, how to dress like elderly or how to behave, how to live their retirement lives, which really are limiting them, discouraging them to live a full life. Uh, live Disgracefully, that is Peggy and IG's uh, wisdom. So much emotions and uh, experience, so many things to explore and so much life to live. Mm-hmm. The language in this book is uh, heartwarming, hilarious, filled with medical knowledge. That is benefited because of the author, Joanna, who had started medicine uh, back in the UK at the University of Oxford. She was a Oxford. GP, right? Yeah, yeah. she is GP, and she currently living in northern uh, Sydney. She has a passion in the senior's health. Uh-huh. And writing a book was her dream. Uh-huh. But I, I gather so, she's not like a... She, I don't know what her age is, but I'm based on the photograph. I'm assuming she might be in 40 her 40s. Do you something th- like Do you think... Being that age, she's able to give an authentic voice to someone who is, you know, she twice be, her age almost. I think she'd be more, uh, the first of all, she encountered with so many patients, yeah. athletes, and then she has uh, established this very close relationship with uh, her patients mm-hmm. and their f- patients, and therefore they uh, bring the knowledge and wisdom to her and to her books as well. Yeah, she so that, has a lot of empathy with Yeah, yeah. And the tone of books uh, is reflecting her attitude. Mm-hmm. Happy, cheerful, gentle, graceful, and loving. It's really good book for all ages who seek uh, peace, love, and good love to read. So come grab your copy and you won't stop laughing. Uh, which is guaranteed. Yeah. And we also have audio format for this book. Oh, okay. Uh, is that, do you mean an electronic prints. electronic audio format? No, this or? is an uh, audio, audio book. It's a CD. Oh, a lot uh-huh. of CDs, yeah. And, and possibly large print too. 
Yes, we do have a large privilege. So Jacarandas, how do they come into it into the title? Is that the name of the retirement village she's a part of? Yes. Uh And a huge, I think, um, Jacaranda tree, beautiful purple tree in this village. And that's the name come from. Very Australian city. Very rich. Uh, yeah, yeah. they're and Australian. Okay. Yeah. Well, smoothly segueing uh, into the next book, um, purple jacaranda flowers uh, make an appearance on the second last page of the book I would like to talk about, although I haven't – I've sort of skimmed through to the end, um, but I am actually, if I'm going to be honest, uh, probably about a quarter way through. Uh, the book I'm talking about is Fridays with My Folks, Stories of Ageing, Illness and Life by Amal Awad. Um so this book is a bit different. It's a non-fiction you book. Also wrote, uh, uh, yeah, a bunch of other things, uh, including courting Samira, which is a work of fiction. Beyond Vowel Clichés, which is a work of non-fiction. Uh, this is how you get better, which is another work of fiction, and a bunch of other things. I think um, she's also a prolific writer. She is. Yeah, she she writes productive. for L. Frankie. Um, she's a producer, I think, for ABC's Radio National, and she also contributes uh, to SBS, so she's quite prolific, mm-hmm. as Catherine said. Um, but this book that she wrote, I, I think it's quite interesting because E's book is a work of fiction and it comes from the point of view of someone who is elderly. Uh, Amal's book is mostly from the point of view of people who are on the other end of it. So it does talk to the elderly. I mean, she has talked to the elderly as part of this book, um, but a lot of what she's talking about comes from the point of view of people who are carers, whether they are formal carers or they are primary carers for people, people who work in the caregiving industry, um, doctors, specialists, and so forth. So it's I, I feel it's a very holistic view at ageing and the process of ageing and illness in people. Um, and she's she's talked about it i think the the sort of way she's done it to make it appealing is by giving a lot of anecdotes and you can totally see that she's written you know um work of like she's really into like writing works of fiction but also writing for magazines where you need to to talk about the anecdotes to bring people in to keep people interested in the stories she's talking about Mm. um so why she wrote the book, um, it's because she thought there was a gap in, like, the books on ageing because it's such a life-changing um, life-changing event, the idea of ageing. And, I mean, if, you know, that that's sort of where we're all headed unless we're cut down in the prime of youth. And she felt like there was this, a lot of mystery around it. There was a lot of stigma around illness mm. and, and dying and... Um, uh, it's something that people won't really talk about. It's sort of out of sight, out of mind. Once someone is older, they go to a, a home and that's supposed to be the end of it. Mm. And you don't really hear about all the people, the daily interactions with it. So coming from her own point of view, she starts the stories, um, she starts the, the book with the story about how her dad was diagnosed with kidney failure. And once that happened, um, she became not a primary giver, a primary carer, but and these are her words, a carer of sorts um, with her brothers. So her brothers and Amal, they all decided to give her dad and her parents actually one day of the week where they would be Mm. responsible for them. And Amal, uh, her lot fell with Fridays, Mm. which is where the title 
Fridays with my folks come from mm-hmm. comes from. And so she would spend every Friday with her dad and take him to the his appointments and spend some time with mm-hmm. them. Uh, through the process, she really got to know her mum and dad as individuals, and that's one of the things she takes away at the end of the book. She talks about how um, she really got to know her parents as individuals, you know, people who were people themselves, people with their own rich histories that weren't necessarily tied to their children. Mm. Um, and so that's the the journey that she goes on while she's talking about um, the events in the book. But uh, I guess interspeed with all of that is uh, how she talks to different acquaintances and people in the healthcare industry about the process of, uh, of, of ageing. So, for example, uh, she talks about how you've got shifting parent-child dynamics, how people start off being, you know, the parent-child relationship and that morphs into something approaching friendship as they get older, going then to sort of a reverse dynamic as things go on. Uh, She talks about the phenomena of the sandwich generation, so people who are looking after their own children Mm -hmm. but also perhaps looking after their parents. Yeah, how they have to deal with that. Um, She talks about things like the process of moving one's parents to a home, Mm -hmm. uh, the fear of death. Uh, the concept of co-caring couples, where couples care for each other. Mm. Uh, she describes retirement villages that have a particular focus or ethos. Uh, she talks to older people who are living with loss, with grief, uh, you know, the loss of everything they've known so far, all the people they've grown up with, their acquaintances dying off and they're sort of left alone. Mm. And that sort of ties in a little bit with what we were talking about a few weeks ago with our podcast and Uplit, that sense of loneliness that, people in the modern world feel well with if you think about it with people who are aging sometimes there's this concept where okay well they seem fit enough to go to the shops uh to you know conduct their affairs and uh, you know from the outside one would say okay well they're dealing well they're aging well they're coping well Uh, but no one really or often they don't look at what's going on behind are those people are lonely are they happy do they have someone they can talk to um you know do they get to go to for example their local library and meet people every day the same staff different people Mm. so there's that concept that often people don't get a look at Mm. um you've got in indigenous communities where people who are either you know consequences of maybe growing older or illness uh, they have to travel to remote places so for example from remote communities to Alice Springs to get um, you know treatment because that might be the biggest center urban center they have Mm. Um, and then by doing so yes they are getting you know medical care but they're away from their family from their sacred sites and they're not able to pass on cultural know-how to their grandchildren how that affects them emotionally emotionally Uh, sick yeah Yeah. dealing with that Mm. Um, and i and i really do appreciate the fact that when she's talking about all these people and like this is crammed with anecdotes she does so in a way that captures all australians again i think this is something that i mentioned in our podcast um, around australia day but when you've got someone who shows Australia as it currently is, she's talking about people of colour. She's yeah. talking about people who migrated, yeah. you know, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, as opposed to just people who migrated 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. She's talking about migrant communities, uh, recent migrant communities. She's talking about Indigenous people. So she's mm-hmm. covering the experiences of all these people in terms of ageing. Yeah. Yeah. She's talking about identity, which you know seems to be a common theme in a lot of books we've been reading and reviewing yeah and it's exactly Mm. and because the concept Mm. of aging is universal it applies to everyone it touches 
everyone's lives regardless of their background. Um, and, and so she has represented all of them, I think, here. Um, of course, you know, from the point of view of the, the elderly, she's also talked about kids, how a, you know, how they have to slot in doctor's appointments for their parents into yeah. their busy work schedules. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the idea of having to wait for so long in, in waiting rooms and hospitals. Um, sometimes children giving their parents something to do like gardening or, uh, you know, some other chore, a handyman sort of chore. So they feel like they're still wanted and needed. So they're not freeloading off them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's sort of, that sort of a thing. Um, You've got the concept of suddenly, you know, you're in your 40s or 30s, a death happens in the family, and then you realise, oh, I'm now responsible for organising the funeral. And that brings this awakening in a person where, wow, ageing is real and I'm... I'm close to I, it. I'm so close to yeah. it. Um, the idea of the struggle that some younger parents feel with, you know, do they sacrifice their own families? happiness or comfort in order to look after their parents and that that sort of internal struggle that people have to um, go through some resentment which is natural some kids feel towards their parents going well I you know why do I have to look after you now I'm finally you know uh, an adult free and that you know which is it sounds terrible but you know people are human you know that's a that's a natural human emotion Emotion, and also you know um, children can feel some degree of guilt yeah, about, all of that. Um, you know, their responsibility towards yeah. their parents. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's the full gamut of emotions that you go through. She talks about all of those while also talking about her own personal journey, her mm. journey with her father, her mother, a little bit about their histories as well. Mm. Um, so, I yeah, look, it was a really good book and I think the strongest part about the book is the way – it's it's crammed full of anecdotes because that is what gets you into the book and you really feel you know connected to it. Life. Yeah, yeah. That's where you we through are. The stories yeah. of the the um, characters that she describes. Yeah, yeah. well, a lot That's of a lot of characters you were going to talk about. I think Catherine in your book, um, oh. short st- no, not short stories. I beg your pardon. It's 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 a point of view of lots of different women, like notable women in Australian society, and mm-hmm. how they deal. I mean, these are women of a certain age, as the title mm-hmm. says, and how they are coping with the concept of aging. What did you think? Yes, indeed. So, women of a certain age. I mean, what does that mean anyway? I, I think for the purposes of this book which is an anthology of uh, short stories about the lives of women. I guess it means uh, women over 40. Yeah. Well, I mean, 40 is not even really that old. but mm. Not anymore. So, yeah, even so, w- those women are described as women of a certain age, yeah. which is kind of a euphorism for old. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and... Um, it kind of really looks at the stigma, I suppose, that can be attached to to that um, phrase, women of a certain age. But this is a, a fantastic read. Um, the uh, anthology was edited by three women, as I think Nissa named those women, and uh, they were sort of friends I'm gathering by reading a bit about them, Jodie Moffat and uh, Maria Skoda and Suzanne Laura Sullivan. Um, uh, one is actually a psychologist, mm. and they actually contribute stories to this anthology, which is interesting. So they contribute stories, and they've enlisted writers who are all Australian, but um, don't necessarily live in Australia. Mm. So I, um, I think the books that the the actual stories that really resonated with me 
were um, the story by um, Festival and Ali, and I know see you did a um, review recently. Uh, yeah, I, well, it was sometime I think last year we both uh, on it, Finding My Place was the book okay. that she wrote, and we did a joint review. I think I reviewed Finding My Place and you reviewed Jackie Lambie's book. It was um, on our YouTube channel, Para Library, if for those who want to check it out. Yep. So, yeah, she was a remarkable woman, very interesting book. Gosh, and what a great writer. I was so struck by her talent as a writer. I mean, she's a professor. She's um, a counter-espionage... Counter-terrorism expert. T- terrorism uh, expert. Yeah. Oh. Um, she's a member of parliament. Yep. She's a darn good writer and, yeah, an extraordinarily gifted woman. Mm. Um, but her story in particular, and the title was Ignorance. And, you know, I was really struck by, I mean, Anne Ali is Egyptian um, by birth. Yeah. Australian Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really struck by the way she described her childhood because... She really wanted to be uh, one of the kids from the Brady Brady Bunch. <laughs> you know that popular TV program from the sixties. Yeah, and uh, and her friendships and actually her story is so powerful. And you know, um, she describes being really good friends with the girl next door. Mm. And at the end of the story, um, you know, you get the feeling that she would really love to have been part of that ideal Aussie family. And that at the end of that story, I, I won't sort of give the ending away, but that Aussie family, years later, she finds out is less than ideal. And that story is actually packs a punch and I really recommend that that be read. And the other story that I really loved was a writer called Chrissy Neen. Now she's a Brisbane based writer and she's written, I think she's got about four novels behind her. She is so gifted, so honest, so vulnerable. She's absolutely a, a real genius. Some of her work um, is a bit confronting. I don't know if mm. any of you ladies have read Christine. No. But um, the, her story in this anthology is called, I just have to look it up. Um, it's called, oh, wait, 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 <laughs> I'm going to have to. <laughs> Go- gonna... Go- Google it, listeners. <laughs> oh, I forget, it's called Sexy Old Woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should remember that. Yeah. yeah. And indeed, she uh, does actually write erotica. This, uh, I mean, oh, she's really? a li- she's a literary writer. Uh-huh. Okay, she's enormously gifted, but she does tend to write books of that style. Oh, yeah. So it gives you a bit of an idea of the texture of this mm. book. Mm-hmm. But it's really sort of brave and poignant. You know, she um, there, uh, there's one scene in this book where she's um, standing with her husband. With a, they're going to a movie. They've got tickets. And the person collecting the tickets, talking to her sort of tall, good-looking husband with slightly graying hair, mm. and completely ignoring her yes. and saying something like, oh, is your friend waiting inside? Yeah. And, you know, I th- to me that was a very poignant moment in this story and very yeah. honest. Yeah. So I really loved that one. Um, the other one, Flying Kites by Marine, Marine 
Fayuki. Did I say that? That's a Pakistani oh, name. She's so. um she's, beautiful story. It's Faruqi. Mehreen Faruqi. She is yeah. a oh, she's a Green gosh. senator, I think. Yeah. She's a sen- she, yeah senator for the Greens. She is, and she seems like quite a remarkable woman too. Um, born and raised in Lahore, and uh, I think came to Australia as a young woman. Um, and she has achieved so much. And what I thought was interesting in her story was she she talked about how often um, mainstream Australia seems to think that Muslim women are oppressed. Mm. And I mean, really, she her like her policies could be couldn't be further from the truth. So what's I mean, the truth then? Well, I mean, she supported marriage equality. Um, she supports um, climate, um, um, you know, environmental um, sort of uh, policies. Yeah. She um, uh, uh, abortion, for example, yeah. reform, yeah, and uh, rights for women. Yeah. So well, it's 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 always a mistake, isn't it, to base on like box some person in based on their their ethnicity or their religion and assume yeah. that they have a certain set of beliefs when people are so different so many things inform them apart from their ethnicity and their religion mm. so it's 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 a mistake to always assume i guess, I guess so. but i thought it was interesting that she yeah. brought that up um and she's obviously very uh outspoken free thinking mm. and independent yeah. woman even though you know obviously happily married and got kids and yeah and very uh, husband her husband seems to be very supportive oh, i think her yeah. son also is part of well, politically, I think involved in something or other. But can I can I can I ask some a question? I mean, the book you said. I mean, the book is called um, "Women of a Certain Age." But mm. you know how the way E's book and my book yeah. it dealt with aging quite a bit, like the process of aging and all of that. Do you feel that this book does so? Is that their focus when they're writing the stories, or is it just the it title? Is. Does that just indicate that they are over forty? No, and all the themes reflect their their aging. You know their invisibility. Yes, sometimes. Yeah. You know some of the women in these stories absolutely celebrate and are affirmed by getting older. Yeah, because yeah. they they feel freer. They embrace. They embrace it because yeah. they and you know there are wonderful things about every stage of life. Absolutely. So you give up some things in order to you know get the benefit of others. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, look, every story does address that feeling of loss. Of mm. sadness, yeah, and uh, and also um, the 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 um, the celebration of acquiring, um, you know, their sort of time in life where they're freer and um, yeah, yeah, and, and and you know, off quite often independent. Quite a lot of these writers look to uh, women from their families, like aunties, grandmothers. Mm. Um, you know, sort of extended family people that guided them and they looked up to, sort of mentors, yeah. you know, sort of strong women. And at all different periods of time, because the stories cover a whole, um, you know, a period of from, ages. yeah, sort yeah. of from, you know, quite early times, you know, sort of around the turn of the century, yeah. right up to the present day. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, and I know this, you mentioned this, uh, I was struck by it too, the variety of voices, you yes. know, um, uh, Goldie uh, Goldblum, who wrote who wrote uh, a case of forgiveness, which was also one of my real favourite stories about a Hasidic woman, a Hasidic Jewish woman, mm-hmm. um, actually, and a phone call after forty years to her father to forgive him. There's some some really really I, yeah you, you know very you know sort of 
kind of seems sort of quite hard hitting. And you've also, I think, there's there's some contributions by some Indigenous women there as well. I know there was something about a Wiradjuri woman, um, I think Jeannie Lean, who was a scholar. There was a story about yeah. that as well. And I, and I really loved Who Am I by Dijana Nagayu. Nagayu. Yeah. Uh, so she was uh, also an Indigenous woman who actually writes something really, really, I think, eloquent. Um, uh, she actually says, as a, uh, one thing she's learned as uh, a first people um, voice, um, she really sees her role is to educate everyday Australians about sustainability within our threatened environments mm. and also to ensure that justice and fairness mm. is achieved in Australian society um, to people of, of you know the diversity mm. and the depth that we have mm. in Australia from Indigenous the first um, people yeah. right up to the very last mm. people for example as people mm. that have recently come as refugees yeah. so what, what depth this book had mm-hmm. quite remarkable so we really love this one yeah and look so we're, we're all on this we're all on this process of aging, aging I guess and there's yeah. there's so much we can learn yeah. from the people who've gone before us and people who hold all that knowledge from times gone by aging so, sometimes really depressing and by what you're saying through that book a sense of a sadness mm-hmm. um, but again yeah. a lot of people just face it embrace it. Yeah, there's always some sadness and regret yeah. at the end of life, I'm sure. Mm. But this is a celebration. Love the book. So I love it too. Excellent yes. book, okay. yeah. Beautiful. So that's our contribution yep. this week. And thank you for listening to us. Happy aging. Yep, and stay tuned for the next podcast. We'll and talk to you later. Uh, you can See tell you. people how to find us. Yep, you, we... <laughs> yeah, on the uh, website, our uh, library website, Libcart www.parasity.newsouthwales.gov.au on Podbean and iTunes as well. See you then. Bye. Material presented in this podcast is for general information only. Any opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the guest speaker do not necessarily represent the views of City of Parramatta Council. City of Parramatta Council is not responsible for any injury, loss or damage which you may directly or indirectly suffer in connection with this podcast.